Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hey guys, welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks. It's just me tonight, Ryan. Uh, Chris and James are getting the night off because of the craziness of all three of our schedules. And it's just been absolutely insane trying to get the three of us together the past week or so. Um. I apologize for not being able to do the live stream at 10 o'clock like I originally said we were going to be able to. We were literally on our way home from our band event, and our bus broke down. We had 14 kids with us, and we were stuck in the middle of nowhere. So I apologize for the inconvenience there. I, I appreciate you guys you know, reaching out and saying hopefully everything's okay. We were fine. There, there was nothing, no big deal or anything like that. But uh, nonetheless, we had to deal with it, and I wasn't able to do the live stream. So anyways, uh, the Dallas Stars do lose by a final score of 6-5 to five tonight. They were down at 1.6-1, to one, and then the rally came up short. It started with Sagan, and it continued into the third period, but it was still too little too late. Just a couple of initial thoughts before we get into some of my notes tonight. I did take a good amount of notes tonight, and I also am recording this at 1.30 in the morning, so I apologize if I misspeak or if I say something, and I'm I'm really tired, but I still wanted to be able to do this episode for you guys. First things first that I wanted to talk about is just the importance of Rope Hints to this team. Ever since he has gone out of the lineup with the injury that he took from the hit from Racco Gudis in the Florida Panthers game, this team has not been the same, and it shows that the lack of depth for the Dallas Stars and the forward aspect, not necessarily, you know, that they're bad, I guess. It, it's just there's a lack of scoring when it comes to the depth of the forwards. It, it's the first line and then Miller. That, that was basically who got the goals tonight, and Jamie Benn even potted one in. So it's frustrating to know how well this team can play, and they scored five goal or four goals back to back to back to back and still were not able to get the win. They scored five goals tonight and they didn't get the win. So that's very frustrating. 
And I'm sure the stars really miss the presence of Robe Hands. Hopefully, Robe Hands can come back sooner rather than later. Another thing that I wanted to talk about is kind of a positive negative kind of thing. First things first is Sagan has stepped up. Sagan has 100% stepped up on that first line. And yeah, he's not doing Robe Hintz things as Robe Hintz does, but he's not expected to because he's not Robe Hintz. But he doesn't need to be the only one that steps up. There needs to be somebody else that steps up and gets some scoring going for the Dallas Stars, like I mentioned. I mean, anybody at this point, anybody has got to get the third line going. And I've talked about this for years on this podcast about how important that third line is to the success of a Stanley Cup contender. Right now, the Stars have a very good record. They've been playing very, very well. But the third line has been almost non-existent this year because originally it was, you know, Sagan and Marchment together. They were the second line, and the third line was doing really well. And then all three of those lines started off the year pretty well. Well, over the course of the season, that second line, the Sagan-Marchment line, really faltered. It really started going down. And that that pushed Sagan to go down into the lineup. And unfortunately, that made the line of Ben and it made the line of Ben, Johnston, and Marchment a thing. So now Sagan has nobody to play with and that's the new second line and they're not really doing anything. So it's just very frustrating to see this and all the talent that this team has and they're just not able to do a single thing with it so i'm very frustrated and that just needs to be fixed and i don't know what you do at this point i originally thought a long time ago that the stars needed a defenseman to kind of get to kind of bolster that defense but i know the defense isn't great but the Scoring depth on this team is staggering. It, it's it, it's amazing how little scoring depth they have when someone big goes out, and it's not like they're missing a whole bunch of people. It's just Rope hints. It's one I, I say just Rope hints. It's one player. Okay, the quantity is not large. The quality is, but the quantity is not. I mean, Colorado has dealt with worse, and there have been teams that have dealt with worse injuries with, to more key people than the Stars have this season. So they got to figure that out. I don't know what else they need to do to figure that out. But speaking of things they need to figure out, this is one of my other ones. They got to figure out this whole intensity urgency thing sooner. I, I, I don't understand why it takes them being down five goals, four goals, three goals to get going in a game. They started slow. They started slow. And then even in the second period when it was kind of meh before the – Calgary Flames really got their their goal scoring going. The Stars were controlling the play in the second period. But the problem is, is that was the second period. You have to get going in the first period. I know they're excellent in the third period. That's great, okay? I would rather see a more balanced approach when it comes to the goal differential in each of these periods. I would feel a lot better about this team in this case. And we haven't seen that this year. It's been all about the third periods and trying to come back. And... Early in the season, that's where we saw the Stars doing really well. They were starting strong, and the minute when men were taking care of business and they were getting goals, they were up 4-1 going into the third period or 5-2 or whatever. I'm not saying that they have to do that, but what I do want to see is I want to see that intensity. I want to see that urgency just a little bit sooner. 
I, I think the real word I'm thinking of and that we're missing is aggression. There's just a lack of aggre- aggression, and it's almost like apathetic the way that they play to start the game sometimes. And I will give them a little bit of a pass with their schedule and how it is. Their schedule is terrible, where they go on the road for two or more games, and then they have one home game, and then they do the same thing. This is like three times in a row that they do it. So it's like a three-game road trip and then a home game, a two-game road trip, a home game, and then like now they're going on a three-game West Coast swing, which please, I hope they do better than they did uh, either last week or the week before when they were in California, but we'll see how they do. Uh, the Kraken have been doing well, but anyways, anyways, that's still not a full cop-out, if that makes any sense. These guys are professionals. They get paid to, to do this, to play hockey, and they just need to start better sooner, get that aggression, get that intensity, get that urgency going. So that, that those are my big takeaways coming out of this game. And by the way, I watched this entire game knowing the ending score just because of... It, it was hard for me to to get away from it. I was working all day at a at a band event, and I I couldn't help myself. <laughs> I had to to look up the score. I really tried to stay away, but I just absolutely couldn't. So, anyways, to start off this game, Hans is still out. Hopefully, he will be back in the lineup very soon. And it's Dan Vladar, former Boston Bruin goaltender, and Scott Wedgwood. And Scott Wedgwood would have a rough game today. Right off the bat, it showed how the game would go. Mangiapane scores with literally no one around him, and Dallas just could not get out of their own zone with that goal. So they're up early, one to nothing. The Calgary Flames are. Sagan would have a shot off of a turnover. Vladar would make a couple of good saves on Sagan and also some others. Dallas would go on the power play. It's Blake Coleman, the local product from Plano, who gets the hook and call on Haskinen. Dallas has a chance from Ben, who has a redirect that goes wide, but then Calgary goes the other way, and they have a two-on-one shorthanded chance. And Mangiapane with the shot there, and it's a good save by Wedgwood on that particular instance. 15 and a half minutes remaining. Marchment would have a shot, and then Calgary kills off the power play for the Dallas Stars. Huberdeau would have a shot, and it's a great save by Wedgwood there. Then Dallas would go on the penalty kill. Delandria for holding, and we'll, we'll get into officiating here in a little bit uh, through later in the podcast episode because I do want to talk about it. 13 minutes remaining in the period. Shots are 5-4 to four Dallas, mostly just because of the power play the Stars had because at that point, the Flames were the better team, in my own opinion. Then the, the Calgary Flames would go up 2 to nothing. It's Trevor Lewis who scores after Uyghur's shot gets blocked. It's just a rebound that lays absolutely perfect for him. And it's a power play goal, and it's literally two seconds remaining on the power play. So that, the Calgary Flames get the early 2 to nothing lead, and it's it's frustrating because Dallas had a power play. They didn't really do anything with it. They started slow within 25 seconds, so they were made one silly mistake, and they weren't able to get out of their zone. And they took a penalty, and the Flames made them pay for it. So less, I mean, it's not even 10 minutes into the game, and the Stars are already down 2 to nothing. Sagan would have a tip from a robo shot at at 11.17 remaining. At 10.50, Marchment would have a high slot shot chance. Dallas would go onto the power play with eight and a half minutes remaining. It's Ruzitska with a hooking on Miro Haskinen. And this is something that Razor mentioned, and I didn't really notice it until after he made this comment. 
But Dallas is not getting a lot of second opportunities. They're not getting to those second opportunities. And what I did want to talk about with this is the difference when it comes to offense and defense with the Dallas Stars. Like These second opportunities are extremely important when it comes to both sides of the puck. All right? When Ottinger was having a hard time, when Wedgwood has a hard time, most of the time it's because of those second opportunities. When the Stars are able to get to those second opportunities for the opposing team, normally the Stars win the game, and they were not taking care of those second opportunities in tonight's game. Now, Wedgwood was not sharp at all in tonight's game, but they've also got to play better defensively in front of him. There were several times tonight where they were caught out of defense, uh, defensive coverage. And then on the offensive side of the puck, the, this is what Razor mentioned, is they weren't getting that second opportunity. They weren't getting a rebound. They just weren't hustling and getting to that puck, or they weren't in the right spot at the right time when that puck could have been there. So it's just frustrating to see that as a Dallas Stars fan. 6.07 remaining, Dallas will go on the penalty kill. Marchment with a high-sticking call. Uh, Mangiapane would have a couple of power play chances on that power play. Wedgwood with a really good goal line stand there. There's a couple, a little bit of chaos in front of him. And then Jamie Benn scores shorthanded on a really bad, unnecessary Calgary turnover. There's some really good pressure by Delandria, and he would also get the primary assist on that goal. So... Good for Delandria to get that. And stars are only down two to one at this point. And with a little bit of hope, but the way they played in the first period, Calgary was the better team. 315 remaining. Robo would cut off a pass from uh not Rasmussen. It was Rasmus Anderson. I <laughs> combined both of those names together. Sorry. And that would lead to an extended ozone shift for that top line. So good for Robo there, who played a very good game tonight. There's a good move by Kadri, and he gets a ch- he gets a shot off after losing Johnston. So Johnston uh, getting lost in the defensive coverage there. At 105 remaining in the period, there was a couple of D zone turnovers for both teams, and then there was a really good poke check for Miller, who would have a decent game for the Dallas Stars. So at the end of the first period, Calgary's only up two to one. It was a really unnecessary turnover by Calgary that would allow Dallas to get the goal. And it was a really unnecessary penalty that the Stars would take that led to the Trevor Lewis goal. And then that first goal, the Stars just didn't start on time. And I guess you could say that about the entire first period because in my own opinion, I thought Calgary was the better team in the first period. Now, getting into the second, there should have been an interference penalty about 18 and a half minutes into the second period. Remaining in the second period, excuse me. Like I said, I'm tired. I apologize, guys. But... I, I hated the play. It should have been called on Calgary. There were several penalties tonight that I wish had been called and they weren't. And it, it, it I'll, I'll talk about it in a second. I'm getting ahead of myself. 1749 remaining shots are 16 to 10 for Calgary at 1744 Robo with a sneaky shot. And he'd have a chance there. Zadorov absolutely rocks to Landria and Zadorov is just huge. He's like six, six or six, seven. He's like Hawk and Paw size. So ouch for Delandria. Ben would have a shot that goes just wide, so Ben making his presence known again after scoring the goal in the first period. Kiviranta has a shot that almost catches Vladar off guard. And what I noticed about the second period, especially the first 10 minutes, Dallas was gaining momentum. They were gaining momentum. They were spending more time in the ozone. They were starting to get that intensity that 
aggression going and and it's it's a smart aggression it's not a bad aggression where they're overly aggressive and they're not able to play defense it was it it was the right kind of aggression and they were going robo would cut off another pass from Uyghur and that led to mr colin miller with an absolute slap shot again i'll say it again like i've said multiple times that dude can shoot the puck on a slap shot and at this point you know, 12 and a half minutes remaining in the second. Calgary is 100% on their heels. Kadri would have a rebound chance off the pipe. It was the first shot that, well, the first shot was actually all outside of the post, and that went off there as well. So outside of the post on an extreme angle shot, and then Kadri would kind of hit the corner post of Wedgwood's net. <laughs> Hey guys, the NFL playoff picture is locked in and my go-to place for wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you get a free bet back up up to $10. Action so good, why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code THPN. New customers can bet $5 on the NFL and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And then right after that, Dallas would go on the penalty kill. It's Hockapaw for slashing. He's been doing pretty well, making sure he's staying out of the box. But unfortunately, in this case, he was not able to. Lindholm had a chance on a broken play. Chaos ensues in front of Wedgwood. And then Calgary would go up 3-1. to one. Toffoli would score using Dallas as a screen, and he goes five-hole. It, it actually looked like it was Toffoli who scored. I actually just saw this note that I made later, but it actually went off of Lindholm, and Lindholm actually gets credit for the goal. It's the second power play goal of the game for Calgary, and Calgary, and this is noteworthy, Calgary was held off of the power play without a goal in five of their last six games. So the Stars allowing Calgary to get their power play going and giving them a little bit of a spark. And at this point, I was really frustrated. And this goes to another takeaway that I had that I wanted to talk about is the Stars have not been able to take advantage of their opportunities at the right time. Yes, they took advantage of their opportunities in the third period, but at that point, it's a little too late. I understand that they were able to, to get it in within one goal, but if you play like that at the beginning of the period, and not just at the beginning of the period, but at the beginning of the game, you get more opportunities, you get more chances to take the lead. Don't play from behind. It's way harder to play from behind than playing with the lead. And the Stars have not been doing a very good job of that for several months now, honestly, in trying to play with the lead. At 7.58, Wedgwood would make a big save in the slot. And then a minute after that, at 6.53, Calgary would go up 4-1. to one. Kadri would score off the rush after an awkward bounce off of a stanchion in the Calgary zone. Pete DeBoer would challenge it for offsides. It probably was, but there was no conclusive evidence. And I wasn't really mad about that one just because you, you couldn't see. You probably knew that it was offside, but the thing is they called it a goal on the ice. 
They didn't call it offsides when Kadri went over the line, and it it, it stood. It, it wasn't confirmed. There is a difference. If a play, if they say that the call on the ice stands, that means there's no conclusive evidence either way. They just have to go with what they called on the ice. If a call is confirmed, that means 100% that Kadri was not offside. So the goal stands, and it's really frustrating because then, because of the failed coach's challenge, Calgary would go back on the power play because of the failed coach's challenge. So with that, there's not much going on during that power play for the Calgary Flames, but Delandria would, again, just like he did earlier, force a turnover shorthanded, and Glenn Denning almost scores, but Vladar is able to get a piece of it. Uh, Dallas fans let the refs know they suck, and this was the first of three times that this would happen in the game. At 4.53, Dallas, the Dallas would kill off the penalty, and then Anderson would score, making it 5-1 to one after two Dallas turnovers, and now we're looking at three goals in less than six minutes, and there was just, it was a screen again. It was a drive-by Calgary screen, and Wedgwood didn't see it. About a minute and 20 seconds later, Chris Tanev would make it 6-1, to one, and again, it's the same thing. It's another screen, and Wedgwood has now been screened for three goals out of the six. And it wasn't just the fact that Wedgwood was screened, but Dallas was out of position defensively. If you go and look back at that play, they were definitely out of sorts with their defensive coverage. 102 remaining, Hannafin shoots high, and then Sagan gives the Stars at least a little bit of hope. Going into the third period, he scores with less than a minute remaining, making it 6-2, to two, and he's just like right in the dead slot at this point. And he makes a great shot, and that's the end of the second period. And I wrote, th- this was a weird period. The-, the first 10 minutes were excellent, but looking back at my notes, it was definitely right as soon as I wrote Calgary is on their heels. So about 12 and a half minutes remaining, in the second period was kind of the turning point when Kadri hit the post and then Dallas took a penalty. Each time the Stars seemed to be getting some sort of momentum, they took a penalty. And it was just really frustrating to see that in the game. And they've been doing a better job over the past six weeks, I'll say, six to seven, maybe even two months, eight eight weeks, basically, of not taking penalties at bad times. But tonight they took bad penalties and it kind of made them – pay they, they suffered for it so going into the third period they highlight sagan and how well he's played with rope out and this is just where i write again someone else needs to step up as well and and score more goals 17 and a half minutes remaining there's a big dallas turnover that wedgwood would have a good save and dallas started the third period slow in my own opinion Toffoli would have a shot at 1650 at 1607 the shots are 30 to 21 in favor of calgary 15 and a half minutes remaining. Delhi with Delhi. That's just right. What I wrote shorthanded for, Oh my goodness. I, you guys can tell I'm tired. I write De, Delhi for sh- short for Delandria just so, just so I can write quick and keep watching the game. Anyways, he has a scoring chance, but there's no shot on it. 14 minutes remaining. Olaf Fox, Kiwi. So Olafson Fox and Kiwi Ranta with an excellent example of the kind of shift that the Dallas stars need. Now, the problem is is that neither one of those three guys can score a goal. They need to score goals. We need to get those occasional goals from those guys, and we don't get those. It's mostly, you know, the the big three. It's Pavelski, it's Robertson, it's Hintz, 
And then every once in a while, it's Jamie Benn. And then when Sagan is filling in on the top line, it's Tyler Sagan. We need more scoring from those bottom six forwards. A bad turnover by Olofsson would lead to an icing call, and then literally less than a minute than that, Dallas would score, making it 6-3, to three, so even a little bit more twinge of hope, and he would score from a low-zone cross-zone pass. Try and say that five times fast. Vladar appeared to be knocked over as he pushed off. He knocked the net off, the pa- off of its posts as he pushed off, and... Of course, the DJ at the American Airlines Center, he's great. He said, let it, he played let it be. So let it be a goal, please. And the thing about Pavelski is a his scoring touch when it comes to goal scoring, his assists has been have been very good, but his goal scoring has kind of tailed off. That was his first goal in six games and his second in the last 12. So maybe Pavelski, we need to see a little bit more of. And it's unfortunate that we have to ask him to do more because he's 37, but that's what we're asking him to do right now. Marchment would have a chance off of the faceoff at 12.05. At 11.50, Miro with a really good shot. And 11.22, a centering feed misses Ben just barely. And at this point, I wrote down that there was a noticeable pep in the step of Dallas. So it was mostly that goal that really started getting them going. And maybe you could even go back to the shift at 14 minutes remaining in the third period by Olufsen Fox-Akivi that maybe got the Stars going just a little bit. Just a, just a good, great example shift by those three to maybe help the Stars get going there. And then immediately after they do that, Dallas goes on the penalty kill. But this one is different than the other ones. The other ones I thought were obviously deserved. Obviously, the failed coaches challenge, there's nothing you can do about that. But the other penalties in the first two periods were definitely penalties. This one was absolutely 100% not, and it was a really bad call by the refs here. Olofsson would go to the box for goaltender interference. So first off, he almost connects on a goal. He almost connects. It was a great pass. I, I wish I knew who made the pass, but it was one of the demon up at the point. And he, he literally tries to turn to avoid hitting Vladar, but then Coleman just completely shoves them straight into Vladar, and then that's what's drawn, and Vladar completely sold it as well. It wasn't a penalty. It was a really bad call by the refs, and this is one of those instances where I wish refs could go back and take a look at the replays and get the call right because this is one of those calls that the refs could have probably easily looked up at the Jumbotron and said, Oh, yeah. You know, no, no, no. He got shoved in. I mean, it would have been that easy. And unfortunately, they can't do that. They're not allowed to do that unless they, there's certain circumstances where they can, like high sticking. If they call it a double minor, they can lower it down to a minor. But I'm too tired to be even thinking about that right now. But th- there are instances where they do that, but they can't do that on a regular basis. And I just wish they would allow refs to get the right call. Get the right call, please. That was not a penalty. During the penalty kill for the Dallas Stars there, Dallas fans would inform the refs that they suck for the second time. In this particular instance, I would agree with the fans on this. Uh, 8-15, Calgary would get a case of overpassitis, so they're overpassing the puck. They had a couple of of opportunities to where they could have just laid it rip 
with a shot and it probably would have gone in, but they didn't take advantage of that. Dallas would kill it off. Shots at 729 remaining in the period or 35 to 25 in favor of Calgary. And then Pavelski would score again off of a tip from a Miro point shot. And it was just a simple shift. It was very simple what they did. They got it deep. They won the puck battle. They passed it back up to the point and Pavelski was able to tip it. That's what they need to do, and they need to do that more often. And they weren't they were not doing that for a majority of this game. There was just a lack of aggression, a lack of intensity. At 647, excuse me, there was no shot, but there was a really good scoring chance for Dallas, and it was chaos in and around Vladar there. Robo would have a huge reversal on Uyghur. So I think Robertson is a little bit underrated when it comes to his strength. At 5.17, Lucic with a really bad call. He basically took somebody, held him, and shoved him down. Again, I didn't get which Dallas Stars player that was, but it was down in the corner in the Dallas zone. So I'm assuming it was a, one of the Dallas defensemen. That should have been called. That was a missed call. And then the Dallas fans informed the refs for the third time in the night. And the second time I, that I agree with them, that they do indeed suck. At 4.37, Miller... He makes it a one-goal game. It's a slap shot through traffic from the point, and at this point, the crowd is just 100% electric. And it's really sad to see in that third period that the stands were... I don't I don't want to say they were half empty, but there were a lot of people that were gone at that point, and they didn't get to see this comeback. And I'm I unfortunately, I didn't get to experience it probably like the way that I wanted to because I already knew the score, and I knew the end, ending result. But it, it was still really cool to see Dallas be able to do that. And if there is one thing that's positive is, yes, if they do start slow, if they're not getting goal, good goaltending, they can find that extra gear to where they can try to mount a comeback and, and get there. But Robo would have a shot that was gloved by, by Vladar. Vladar kind of being sassy there, saying, no, I know I've let him five. I'm not going to let in another one. And at 2.02, I wrote... The crowd has been standing since the Miller goal. I mean, they've been standing for two straight minutes. So from 437. So after the goal was announced and while it was being announced, it, they they didn't sit down. Everybody stood up in the American Airlines Center. Ben would have a sharp angle shot. I couldn't tell if he was getting onto himself for not being patient enough to wait for a better chance or for the fact that he just missed. I, I, I don't know. But either way, he looked frustrated with himself. And then they highlighted during an offensive faceoff that in the last 10 games, Dallas has outscored their opponents 10 to 2. Again, that's a great number. Let's see that in the first period as well. I want to see that in the first period as well, please. More goals, especially from the bottom six guys. Come on, let's go. And unfortunately, Dallas would not be able to have enough gas in the tank as the rally would come up one goal short and the Stars would lose by a final score of 6 to 5. Again, my takeaways from this game, just really quickly, like I mentioned, the importance of Rope Hintz is dramatically obvious, and I think it's underrated how much he means to this team. Someone else in the bottom six, especially, and maybe maybe the person I, now that I'm thinking about it that really needs to step up that we need to see more of is Mason Marchment. Mason Marchment needs to step up. Ben is still contributing at a semi-regular basis, kind of what we expect him to at this point in his career. 
we need a little bit more from Mason Marchment. He needs to be producing those goals. That's kind of why we gave him the four and a half million at the beginning of this season during the during the off season to for him to come to Dallas. We need more from him and now more than ever with Robe Hans out. And the other person that maybe needs to step up a little bit more, even though it's a little much to ask of a 19-year-old, is Wyatt Johnston. He came out and had his coming out party where I think he had like four goals in five games or three goals in four games or something like that. And he was, it looked like he was really starting to take off and maybe it was just a hot streak and not really taking off. But that's another player that really needs to step up for the Dallas Stars because we're only seeing one third of that second line really kind of produce at a regular rate. But honestly, it's not just on those two guys. Yes, those two guys probably need to be relied upon for more goal scoring, but we're not seeing any goal scoring from a majority of those guys in the bottom six. Olofsson, I, he has one goal in the games that he's played, and we thought he played really well in the first two or three games, and we thought he might have a chance to have some offensive potential. We haven't seen it at this as much at this point with the amount of games that he's played. Luke Glendening, have not seen any goals from him. Radok Fox, that's another guy that this would be a really good time for him to get going. We need goals from Radek Foxeth. And obviously, at, at this point, it's kind of a moot point because he's not going to meet his potential, and I don't think he's going to be coming back to Dallas. But Gary Onoff, unless he has some sort of resurgence in the final half of his season, I hate to say that because I understand he's going through some deeply, deeply personal stuff with his family. I hope everything's okay with that. But it, this is another guy that we really, really need some production from that we're not getting. And it, it's crazy to say that considering we scored five goals tonight. But I'm sorry, let me look this up real quick and make sure that I have this right. But a majority of the goals came from the top line. It, it wasn't really anybody else in tonight's game that really produced. So it was Jamie Benn, Tyler Sagan, Joe Pavelski, Joe Pavelski, Colin Miller. Colin Miller is a guy that maybe we could expect a little bit more offense from. We've seen his shot, but four of those five goals are from guys that regularly score for the Dallas Stars. I would put Jamie Benn in that category, but we need more. We need more for, from some other guys, and that's not even the most important thing for me in tonight's game. If we look at what happened in tonight's game, is the fact we didn't take advantage of our opportunities, especially in the first eight minutes of the second period, and then we didn't start on time. That that We just started flat. We were not ready to go. And again, I mentioned some of the cop-outs that we could have, that we talked about with their schedule, but I mean, at some point, it can't be an excuse anymore. They got to find a way to get going. So hopefully they can. Um, my biggest loser tonight, unfortunately, I got to give it to goaltending. It's got to be to Scott Wedgwood because he was not very solid tonight. And part of the goals were not his fault, but you got to think he's got to make some of those saves there, like some of them. And uh, he didn't. He didn't really, especially in the second period when they scored four goals in a span of like, oh, goodness, was it seven minutes, I think? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah. If I got to give the biggest winner, I got to give it to Tyler Sagan again. He's fulfilling that role as a number one center as best that he can while Ropa Hintz is out. So 
I mean, I don't want to say that this season kind of rests on Rope Hintz's shoulders because it really doesn't. The Stars are still in really good, really good in the standings. They're in a really good spot. They're fine. But I, what I hope we don't do is we look back at the end of the season and we look at some of these points where we could have played a, a lower-level team in the playoffs and say, wow, that's one game that I wish we had won, just like the game against the Rangers because that was, again, really frustrating. So in the last three games, the, I mean, this Stars team could have been 3-0 and with what they did. And the game against the Rangers was kind of a, a little bit of a fluke with the way that it ended. And then this game, we produced – Five goals, but it took the Calgary Flames producing six before we were able to do it. So I think it's just a a lack of starting on time. They just look apathetic at the beginning, and they're not aggressive. So we'll see how they do on Monday. That's going to be an early start for everybody, including the people on the West Coast. It's a 3 p.m. game for them. It's a 5 o'clock start for us here in the Central Time Zone here in Texas. That's going to be a really weird start. Most games don't start at five. Like even on the what on the East Coast, it starts like at six or six thirty, right? So this is just a weird time for the Stars to have a game. But anyways, guys, it's currently two o two a.m. and I am absolutely exhausted. But I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Once again, I'm, I apologize for all the the craziness of this day, the past couple of days. Unfortunately, I think it's just going to keep being this crazy. So some of these after game reviews may be at weird times. It may be late. It may be earlier. I don't know. It just depends on the day and how everything's going. But nonetheless, we will be with you guys after the game against the Vegas Golden Knights on Monday. That game again starts at five o'clock and we will be there to talk with you guys after the game. And it will be live this time. It will not just be recorded like this one is, but Anyways, just me by myself tonight. My name is Ryan. This has been StarCast Circle Marks, and we really appreciate you guys listening to this episode. Go and check out StarCastCircleMarks.com. It's our website for all of the latest StarCast Circle Marks stuff. Go and check out StarCastCircleMarksShop.com. Chris, I know you're listening to this. No, there are no special, like, shower curtains or, like, toilet bowl covers. I don't even know what they're called, toilet bowl covers, something like that. But we do have a bath mat, so yeah, go check that out. And that's also the best way to support this podcast. Please consider leaving a five-star review, comment, subscribe, like us all over across social media. We just have our, our brand-new TikTok account that we've had for about three weeks now. Please go and consider looking at that. And yeah, I think that's going to do it. So just me by myself tonight, guys. We appreciate y'all. We will catch you guys on the flip side. And we hope you guys have a good, fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you guys are listening. We will see you guys on Monday.